This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Qualification for the knockout phase of the Champions League not secured just yet. Dejan Lovren cancelling out Dries Mertens' first half opener, but even before that, there was a big scare for the Reds with Fabinho hobbling off inside the opening 20 minutes. I'm Guy Clark, and this is the post game pod here on Blood Red as we react to Liverpool's one all draw tonight with Napoli at Anfield. Coming up, we'll hear from Jurgen Klopp in his post match press conference and our regular fans. And contributors. Before all of that, though, time to cross to Anfield to hear from the Echoes Liverpool correspondent, both home and away. It is, of course, Paul Gorst. Champions League Group E will go down to the final game after Liverpool were held to a 1 1 draw with Napoli here at Anfield this evening. Uh, it was a difficult game for Liverpool. Once again, the, the Italians proven to be something of a, uh, of a tough cookie to crack for, uh, for Jürgen Klopp's Liverpool. Um, Napoli took the lead through Dries Mertens uh, down at the cop end in uh, slightly controversial circumstances, it might be said. Virgil van Dijk went down after winning a header on the halfway line and appeared to, uh, t- to be stood on by Mertens. He went down, Napoli played on, a through ball over the top and the Belgian international striker had the freedom of the penalty area to pick a spot and slam past uh, Alisson Becker. Um, Liverpool really couldn't get going in the first half, not a lot was, was coming off. Uh, Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane, a little bit out of sorts as was Roberto Firmino, uh, but they kept plugging away um, and in the second half they finally uh, got the goal through Dejan Lovren. Uh, James Milner's corner down this near side was headed home by Lovren um, past Alex Murray to, to make it 1-1. Um, and then you thought Liverpool were going to go on and, and grab a winner as they so often have done this season uh, Joe Gomez started ahead of Trent Alexander-Arnold at right back and it didn't really work um, the England international didn't offer anywhere near as much uh, attack and thrust as Alexander-Arnold does and he was eventually brought on um, and Jordan Henderson had a, a brief spell at right back um, Alex Roxay-Chamberlain come on and, and did quite well uh, it must be said Obviously, after his uh, three goals and two games against Genk, he's uh, he's very much in form in the Champions League, and uh, he had another good game this evening. Um, could be in line for for a shout at Brighton on Saturday with Fabinho suspended. But uh, talk of the Brazilian midfield that looks like he could be set for a spell on the sidelines. Uh, he came off quite early on in, in the first half for Gini Wijnaldum after Hervin uh, Glazano accidentally slid into him. It looked like he went off with something along along the lines of an ankle injury. Jane Klopp didn't sound too hopeful on, on his uh, progress at full time, but we'll, uh, we'll await an update on that. But uh, it goes down to the final group, group game. Liverpool head to Austria for Red Bull Salzburg. They'll be looking to wrap it up with the victory and continue their defence of Europe's Premier competition. Paul Gorse with his views here on the post-game pod. Well, the fitness of Fabinho brought up there. The first time the Reds have really been left to sweat on the fitness of a key man so far this season. Gorsty saying that Klopp didn't appear too buoyant on how the Brazilian is in his post-match press conference. So let's listen in to what he's had to say. Jürgen, obviously you're still in control of the group, still in control of your own destiny. So how do you feel about how things went overall tonight? Yeah, it's not that I have problems to keep my arms down. Yeah? So it's, um, it was clear that we uh, wanted to decide it tonight. Um, and... We knew before the game, long before the game, it will be difficult tonight against Napoli because it was last year difficult. It will always be difficult. It's just a good side. Um, then the last thing, what should have happened? Two things: that they score one in and that Fabinho got injured. So that's. Um, that, but one problem for tonight we could solve with Ginny, who played a really, really good game. But the other, the other thing caused us the problem that Napoli anyway was set up for a 
mainly for a proper fight. And whoever sees Napoli playing usual, how they play usually, that uh, was a different. This was a different approach tonight. Eh? So it was clear going for results, scoring a goal, defending with all you have. So we had to um, increase pressure. What we did last 15 minutes of the first half was good. It was so like it should be. Second half, it was this normal game when you play against a quality side who defends with all they have. The problem was we had the, the wings were open. We tried to use that, but then we crossed the ball sometimes, most of the time too early. So you have to come in this situation on the touchline and you have different options. You can play the ball to the edge, you can chip the ball, you can shoot in between the goalie and the, the last line, all that stuff. But we crossed the balls then too early most of the time. That's why the goalie catched so, so many balls. And um, But we scored our goal, really nice one, um, and tried to chase the game again. So. Um, or continue to chase the game, and that's it. Um, didn't work out for us tonight, but that's that's how football is, and we cannot. Um, you don't get always the results you want. Um, yeah, that's it. One more, Vinny. You mentioned Fabinho. How concerned are you about it? How bad does it look? Were you thinking ligament damage in the ankle? Or? Uh, no, no, I don't know. He has pain, so that's not good. So, and he couldn't obviously continue, and he's a really hard, hard one. Um, couldn't continue, so. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I don't want to say that I. What I expect because I hope, uh, in a moment, that it's not that. It's not that serious, but we know more. Maybe tomorrow, maybe the day after tomorrow, we'll see. Okay. Next two questions at the back of the room from our uh, visitors: uh, at the guy in the polo, grey polo shirt, and then the um, neck, and then the gentleman on the back row. Good evening. Well, Napoli's become a bit of a bet noir for you, hasn't it? Um, you know, the last couple of times you've played against them, you haven't got good results against them. But apart from that, did you expect them to put in that kind of performance today? Or do you think Napoli will play differently? And then what's your opinion on um, how things stand in the table at the moment? First and foremost, the last part of the question I thought I answered in all the other interviews, didn't I answer it here? I had only 17 interviews before I came in. So, um, yes, obviously I struggle when I play Napoli. Sorry for that. Um, that depends up, but it's more about um, how good they are. So that's how it is. And um, nevertheless, last year we went through. We won here, so that was the most important thing. <clears throat> this year we have to um, we have to fight until the last group. Um, they have to grow, and it was exactly the same what we had to do last year. So it's not not really new for us. Um, that's one thing. Did I expect Napoli like this? Probably yes. <laughs> Carlo is a smart smart guy, so Napoli is maybe not in the in the absolutely in the best moment. So you set up rather defensively, try to deny the, the strength of the opponent, and yeah, use your skills in the counter attack. That's what they did um, for that goal. Then you you saw like I think they played in a similar similar system against Cagliari maybe uh, it's kind of four or five in the back um, this this thing so we knew that it's possible um, but anyhow it makes it difficult when they are one nil up so and the situation at the table if I didn't answer before then I say it's still opener in a moment it's like this that probably the Napoli guys think they are already through but they have to play gang at home. And um, a lot of people around Liverpool probably think, hmm, now we have to play again and have to, to put in everything what we have. But it was never different. I can't remember one game since I'm here where we could go in with 50%. So that's our situation. Um, 
and it's okay. It's not brilliant, but it's okay. So now let's use the situation. Gentleman who's got the microphone now, back row. Yes. Oh, yes, we can say sorry. Which were the players from Naples he caused you the most problems tonight? And if if that had been a boxing match, who would have won on points? Um, Ancelotti or Klopp, had it been a boxing match, who would have won on points tonight? I couldn't care less who would have won a boxing match. Um, I'm a couple of years younger than Carlo. and if we would have a real boxing match, I hope I would win, but um, I'm not sure. Um, the game, what caused us the most problems, um, that, they, that they scored that goal and could defend like they defend. I think Napoli usually plays different kind of football, so they are, they are much more offensive oriented. They, they were tonight in defending and counter-attacking mode. Um, that's never easy. When a team like with the quality of Napoli... Um, chooses such an approach it makes life difficult but you can they 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 would have changed probably if we would have been one nil up uh, that would have been a, maybe a different game we don't know it's um hypothetical so um yeah that's it okay. maybe the last couple if there's anyone who's got anything please catch my eye that will go to the gentleman in front who's got the microphone now yes sir i think you need the headset again oh. Mr. Well, yesterday you said you we were looking forward to meet um, Ancelotti um, after the game or before the game. Have you met him and have you spoken about the game when you met him? Yeah. Of course we met, we stand, stood the whole night next to each other. So, um, and we spoke on the way to the, through the dugout and um, I'm not sure if they are still here. I have a lot of interviews since the game is finished, so since then we didn't really speak. Um, but um, after the game, he wished me luck for the rest of the season. I wish him luck for the rest of the season. So we did that already. Um, that's it. Final question, Dave Malik. If somebody has an interesting question, it would yeah, be really yeah, nice. <laughs> much has been made of, of the, the had you won tonight, you could rest players. But you, you seem to be suggesting that, that maybe Liverpool need the intensity of these games with something on it to, to keep the momentum. It, it, I don't want to say we need it, but we had it always. It's not that we, we when, come on, we are, I'm four years in, tell, tell me when, when it was easy. Last year we had to, we had to win at home 1-0 against Napoli. I cannot remember a bigger pressure game than that. So really difficult and we did it. So now we have to go to Salzburg. My problem is in this moment, the game is over. My problem is Fabinho is injured and Brighton, not Salzburg. Not at all. But I know how human beings are. People wished that we could finish the group tonight and make kind of a holiday game in Salzburg. So, never happened. Will never happen. Cannot really don't know. So, that's the situation. If we have ambitions in the, in the Champions League, we have to show that in Salzburg. Until then, we have to show our, ambition, our ambitions in the Premier League. So, there are a couple of games to play until then. And we have to fo- be focused on them. And we will be, no doubt. Jürgen Klopp addressing the media following the one-all home draw with Napoli at Anfield this evening in the Champions League. Well, let's get into our contributors and kicking things off tonight is Steve Dawson and let's hear what he made of it all. Very disappointing result this one. It probably won't have any impact on our qualification for the knockout stage, but 
it does impact our season because if we'd won at Anfield this would have meant that the game on the match day six would have been irrelevant so we could have picked whoever we wanted and given the December we've got this would have been a, a big big boost for us um, I was in the Kemlin Road stand or the centenary stand if you like right at the end towards the cop for this game so give me a good chance to analyse the right back quandary that Jurgen Klopp's obviously faced with when we play a team where he thinks there'll be a danger going forward there's no question I think Joe Gomez is the better defensive player than Trent Alexander-Arnold and I was quite disappointed with Trent at the weekend at times he was bordering on a liability giving the ball away Gomez is a better defender he loses concentration um, every now and then takes his eye off the ball when it's coming to him and that could um, see him come a cropper occasionally in the future but it's probably quite an easy fix for him in terms of going forward though they're like chalk and cheese Gomez seems not to want to cross the ball at all he did he did put in a centre three times by my count before he was withdrawn but they were all not very good to nobody in particular quite disappointing and that's in stark contrast to what Trent does in wide positions puts in teasing crosses always a danger offensively um, I mean, he, he provides an option he's always there ready for the pass but he'll just lay it off uses uh, Mo Salah occasionally and most of the time his outlet will be Jordan Henderson so the net effect going forward of having Joe Gomez at right back rather than Trent is that Henderson puts in the crosses and he's not bad at it but he's not as good as Trent and um, it doesn't work out particularly well for us I mean it's good that we've got two options and that they are different options because it allows Jürgen to pick and choose his right full back depending on the opposition but uh, yeah I think both players could improve in certain quarters and let's face it it's, it's good to have them both there I thought Dejan Lovren had a very good game quite apart from his goal he was solid doesn't doesn't look as if he he had that mistake that we all kind of expect from him um, he was commanding and so was uh, Virgil van Dijk they were quite nifty on the break weren't they it wasn't really pace it was more a question of just timing their runs as far as I could see they were able to cause our offside trap particular problems um, yeah I think I think this is going to be uh, something we'll live to regret as we get into December and the fixtures pile up and we have to go out in match day six and, and get some points on the board but uh, Brighton next on Saturday opportunity for everyone to redeem themselves at Gullasahi on Twitter G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I Steve Dawson there looking back on tonight's straw with Napoli more like that to come after this the post game podcast on the blood red channel full steam ahead now then although that wasn't quite the case for the reds tonight they never really quite got going unfortunately but time to hear more now of what our regular contributors made of it owen thomas to come and that is after nathan davidson i thought in the first half as the game started it was um quite similar to how the crystal palace game went i thought they 
Uh, Napoli were quite positive and they were especially looking to hit us on the counter. You could see that was definitely part of their game plan tonight. And I thought, um, as so often this season, it took us a little while to figure out what Napoli were up to and how best to play against that. And then 18 minutes into the game, early on, Fabinho goes off injured. That, for me, is absolutely massive. Um, I mean, at least he was able to walk off. I'm really hoping that's nothing too serious because... If you'd have probably asked me before tonight, would maybe the exception of Van Dijk, what <coughs> what player could we not lose? It would have probably it would have been Fabinho, one of them two between him and Van Dijk. I just feel <coughs> without him there, it's going to be a real struggle. I think if he's out for a few games, it'll be looking at Lallana or someone like that coming in, and I just don't know if I'm completely comfortable with that for the amount of games we've co- we've got coming in such a short space of time. So let's hope Fabinho gets back and he's fine sooner rather than later. Then we have four minutes after that, Napoli take the lead and Dries Mertens has done really, really well. I've got to say that. I think he's a very, very good player. But Van Dijk seems to land awkwardly and then that takes him out of the game. And it is a close call for the offside, but I think Robertson just plays just plays Mertens on and it's a good run. He goes down into the corner as if it looks like he's not going to be able to cause too much of a problem. But it's an absolutely brilliant finishing at the far post. Alisson has the near post covered as you would expect in this situation. But it's just a great strike, I think, and you've got to give them credit where it's due. Then, in the second half, I thought it was all us. I thought... We absolutely we were really dominant in the second half, especially towards the start of the second half. We kept them penned in and we we're just applying the pressure. And then we got a corner, it comes in, and I'm I'm not Lovren's biggest fan, I never have been, I never will be, but be fair to him, it was a great header from uh, not too far into the eighteen yard box. He powers a header and he uh, puts it into the top left corner, really good header defender's goal and we're level and then as soon as we got level you just thought oh god here we go again we're gonna go we're probably gonna go on and win this it wasn't to be tonight but other than getting that second goal everything else was there the the pressure putting them keeping them constantly in their own half making them sit deep it was all there and then I think another point from the second half that has to be brought up for me Salah should have had a definite penalty He's literally wrestled off the ball by Kulabli. And it's not just once, and not just twice. It's even three times you can see, completely off the ball. The referee gives absolutely nothing. and Shell-shocked at that decision for me. That's probably one of the clearest penalties I think I've seen recently, but wasn't to be on the night, didn't get it. And it finishes 1-1. I think... Today's game though took a very similar pattern to it how it has all season. We um don't always start the best but we grow into the game and we just get stronger and stronger as the game goes on. And if anyone was gonna get that second goal, it looked like it was gonna be us tonight with the pressure that we applied and just the way we play and we just don't let teams have a breather, we don't let them have a rest, we just it's almost that we use like our fitness to bully them into the way we wanna play the last fifteen minutes. And I think it's been referenced so many times, but if it was if we were getting beat or if we were drawn and we needed to win, we all I think there used to be a sense of panic that went round Anfield at times, but that has now been eradicated. And I think that's a massive part of what Jurgen Klopp's done, and he deserves a lot of credit for that. But then looking ahead 
to the final game in the Champions League group does leave us with a bit of work to do now. We do still sit top of the group right now, but obviously Napoli will be at home to Genk and we've got to go away to Salzburg, who have shown there certainly no pushovers so far this season. <clears throat> Could be a difficult trip their way there, but we've got to get something done because if they can go on and beat us there and Napoli win... That could be us out of the Champions League, so it's a bit annoying that it means it could have been a game which effectively would have been not meaningless, but wouldn't have had so much riding on it. But now, very similar to last year, we're going to have a a big game to sort of seal the group. Um, I have full confidence that we can go there and do that, but just with the amount of games we've got coming up, it would have been nice to have maybe allowed for a little bit of rotation then not to have had as much meaning on it. But the situation is what it is. We go on, still top of the league, still looking strong, still looking dominant. Hopefully Fabinho's back of it soon and we can just carry on our winning ways. Hi, this is Owen from the Cup On Podcast. Liverpool have played seven matches since October the 20th and haven't registered a first-half goal in five of them. Um, I'm wondering, is this something that's starting to become a habit? I hope not. But for the first period today, Liverpool was certainly as listless as a drunken student in a supermarket. The goal that Napoli nabbed was very contentious, of course, with Merton's levering Virgil off the ball in the build-up. But to focus on that too much would distract from the main issue in that we were just a bit too sluggish again. Credit to the Neapolitans, of course, who, from the moment they took the lead, produced as stereotypically Italian a performance as one could shake a Grissini at. I say that as a compliment, of course, but I do wish we hadn't been so easy to dupe. Most of the chagrin uh, at the end of the first half was directed at the referee, whereas, in truth, we should have been a bit smarter. Thankfully, though, for Liverpool, our main man, big dog Dexy, Dexy, Mr. Lover, Lover, Lover and Dayan, decided to channel his inner Franco Beresi. What a performance. Not only did he murder Ribinho's corner top bins, he was also so strong in the tackle all night, he read the game super. He was spraying balls left, right and centre like a mad vasectomist with a deodorant can and he even ended up on the right wing at one stage. Man of the match, what a guy. Credit to Jürgen too for making a very excellent decision to bring on Oxlade-Chamberlain to replace Joe Gomez while the Italians were sitting back and Chamberlain's dynamism has a had a positive effect on the whole team. I like the way the players then switched position. We had Firmino going right and Salah up top. And uh, Mane was, unfortunately, a bit quiet in that second half. But he was moving around. They were trying. It was difficult with the Neapolitan sitting right back there. Um, but we tried to move them around. It was a very intelligent plan by Kloppo. And the tactical battle was intense was fascinating tonight. And maybe we might have had more of the rub of the green. 
On we go, however, to Salzburg, where a very tricky match awaits us against Erling Haaland and his Red Bull Salzburg team. Perhaps Degsy will give us wings in that game too. Who knows? We live on, we fight on. Well done, Liverpool, for clawing it back again. This is Owen from Cop On Podcast saying, Ooh, it's going to be a great match next time. Owen there with some insightful number crunching. We do love a manic late 2 1 win. We've seen enough of them this season to do us for a long time indeed. But some meat on the bone there in terms of the reliance on second half goals for the Reds so far this season. Well, a couple more voices to hear from now. There's Mark Baker. But first, Matt Addison, tell us what they made of the night showing. Well, Liverpool never do things the easy way, do they? I thought that was a really poor performance for much of that game tonight. And it feels like a really big miss opportunity. I thought in particular the midfield never looked quite right, never looked quite balanced for me really. I thought it improved when Oxley chamberlain came on but even then it didn't look quite perfect and Jurgen Klopp's got much to think about. Obviously James Milner, Jordan Henderson in there. Not everyone's cup of tea but sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Tonight certainly didn't for me. I thought Napoli generally did quite well. I thought to stop Sadio Mane and Mo Salah getting hold of the ball and, and being able to turn They got right in their faces and obviously when you take those two players out of the game, that's a big miss for Liverpool and I thought Napoli did really well to do that tonight. Obviously a big part of their game plan, Carlo Ancelotti had pinpointed that before the match and it seemed to work quite well for them. The big issue for me tonight was that Fabinho injury. I thought it didn't look great, he tried to carry on, pulled up again of course and then came off and it could be a big moment in the season if he's out for any sustained period of time. Fingers crossed that's not the case but... Certainly for him to come off, it didn't look too good. I didn't think the referee was that great tonight either, but I think the Reds have to look at themselves first and foremost. If Liverpool perform as well as we know that they can do, the referee tonight becomes irrelevant. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case, and Napoli haven't won any of the last six games in all competitions, and not in good form at all, but Liverpool kind of made them look a better side than what they were tonight. Missing Lorenzo Insigne as well, it could have been far worse for Liverpool had he been playing. And as I said before, it just feels like a a huge disappointment really, a huge chance squandered to get that qualification before match day 6. And instead now, instead of being able to rest players, Klopp's going to have to play his first team again over in Austria in Salzburg. December's already jam-packed with fixtures and there's no doubt about it, he would have wanted that done tonight done and dusted today with a game to spare we know it's not in Liverpool's sort of history to do it like that but I think it would have been so so beneficial Salzburg are a good side as well obviously Haaland Minamino both excellent at Anfield and it's going to be a real real task to to get through that one and, and get something out of it but I still think the Reds will have enough to go through but there's almost a feeling of it should have been done tonight really and, and that's a real shame for Liverpool just puts a little bit more pressure on those December fixtures but Hopefully Liverpool can get through, get the job done and we won't be looking back on tonight as, as too big a disappointment in the long term. Mark Baker reflecting on Liverpool versus Napoli in the Champions League. Very difficult game. Of course, Napoli were, were excellent in terms of the shape. Didn't offer much in an attacking sense and scored with the one real opportunity which seems to be hindering Liverpool at the moment because they, they're often chasing games or being in a position where they're not giving themselves the best platform in which to win the game and that was the case again with an error right through the centre of the defence and then 
a goalkeeper's starting position was questionable as well and, and an excellent finish. So straight away that gives Napoli something to hold on to and allows them to set into that shape that they had begun with but went even more into as the game progressed with the advantage. Liverpool central area, Liverpool had a lot of the ball. Did they ever really look like they were going to create or carve an opportunity from that central area? Not really. And that's the issue when they play elite sides who are willing to sit back and hand Liverpool the ball. Talked about this many times. So Liverpool are without that player. Uh, set up Liverpool to win the ball back in transition when the ball's overturned for the midfield to create chances through stealing possession. Uh, hunting in close proximity to each other and feeding the higher players on a quick transition. But when tasks were being given the ball becomes more difficult for the the playing staff that Liverpool have at the disposal. And I think going into the second half of the season, it is something that I do see needs addressing. Just a little bit of freshening up in that final third in terms of a player who can who can offer that little bit of craft. And it's highly unlikely that Liverpool will make any signings in the January winter or top teams will allow players of that level and that player profile to, to, to leave a club that Liverpool could attain, I would, I would suspect. But I just feel the way Liverpool are at the moment. They're toiling in terms of winning games, and they look as though they're toiling for ideas in the final third. Now, if you want to get to where Liverpool want to be and maintain that, that Premier League challenge and win the league, I just feel they may need something different. Well, I, I feel they do need something different in terms of that ingenuity and ability to hear you. Do I think it's likely that he'll sign anyone? No, highly unlikely, or there'll be a bit of the availability of a player who he'd like in that position. So they've got to find ways around it. And for the most part, Liverpool's players and organisation, both attacking and defensive, is good enough to overcome most opponents. But I don't see this level of performance that Liverpool are currently playing at acquiring the same total of points that they've so far have got because I feel there's been too many games in which they have gone their way. Not through luck, but through having better quality in the in, in the final phase or scoring at the right times or having having a strong mentality. But I just don't believe with the lack of of real attacking fluency that that can continue over the long term and I expect them to to drop more points in the second half of the season if it does. Obviously, the one player who they have got who's got that craft and creativity from a deeper area and ability to find the pass is Jaden Shakiri, and I think it's he could be a really I'd like him to be a really important player, and I think he could be if he's given the opportunity to start games. Of course, the only issue with Shakiri is he produces that off the sides, coming inside, obviously from the right hand side onto his left foot. But if Liverpool are to persist with a four-three-three system what Klopp would look for in his wide forwards would be to make penetrating runs in behind and open up space in the central areas for other teammates. Now, Shakiri isn't that player profile. He's a player who wants the ball to fit feet and looks to, to create with the ball. So I think it's more a sense of how or Klopp is, is not going to be inclined to give him them opportunities because of the shape of the side and the relative, well, the, the excellent success they've had playing that shape. And so if he isn't going to be used, who is going to be that player? I've talked before that I think Naby Keita is absolutely miles off being that player of, of having that level of ability. And so it does beg the question, 
but I do believe Liverpool need to alter something in terms of the shape to allow Shaqiri time to be able to to influence things on the pitch and, and be that option, even if for months within the season to get Liverpool through and give them a, a different attacking threat and, and level of level of different way to attack. Because I don't think it's going to be done through the signing of, of an elite player with that player profile. So it'll be interesting to see. Mark already looking towards the January transfer window. It sure will be interesting to see just what the Reds do, or perhaps don't do. More Matt Addison with his thoughts prior to Mark, and that rounds us off tonight here on the Post Game Pod. Poetry in Motion and Blood Red will of course be back with you prior to the weekend as it's back to Premier League action. Brighton and Hove Albion make the trip to Anfield, when of course we'll be back on Saturday after the game with the Post Game Pod, bringing you all the reaction you need right here on Blood Red. Thanks for your time and company though tonight and until next time it's bye for now you've been listening to the post game podcast on the blood red channel